so glad you guys are here. So what I have for you, um, we're going to start with some um, things that came out of powerful prayer meetings that will hopefully inspire you to want to have powerful prayer meetings in your churches. And then we're going to talk about um, practical things of how to have a one-hour weekly prayer meeting, um, how to have special events, and then how to have an all-night prayer. Have you guys ever had an all-night prayer? Yep. Anyone else? Uh, we tried years ago at my first church, and it uh-huh. lasted until midnight. <laughs> I, was, I was the last one there, and the senior board member said, "Don't, don't try it, Pastor." Oh no! We had breakfast in the morning. Yep. Really yeah. So we're going to talk about that. We actually have um, one. Ours is coming up in two weeks, so I'm pretty excited. Okay. So like I said, I'm Brittany. I got saved through Kaiapa my freshman year in college, and now we pastor in Athens, Ohio. Okay, so Charles Spurgeon, he says, We shall never see much change for the better in our churches in general till the prayer meeting occupies a higher place in the esteem of Christians. And another famous quote for you, Nothing tends more to the cement of the heart of Christians than praying together. Which I'm sure all you guys know. Like, as you pray for people, your heart just connects to them in such a deeper way. I have seen people try to do prayer meetings through Facebook. I personally would not do that. Like, there's something about being together and touching each other. So that really cements people together. So we're going to talk about um, a few moves of God that has happened through prayer meetings. Have you guys heard of the Haystack prayer meetings? Haystack prayer meeting. Okay, so this was um, in 1806, and five college guys, <laughs> five college guys, got together to talk about the condition of the people in Asia, and they were like, "We've got to figure something out about missions to Asia." 1806. There started to be a thunderstorm that happened, and so then they like took cover underneath some haystacks and they prayed, which is why it's called the Haystack Revival. Out of that came, um, a, they created a American Board of Commissioners for Foreign Missions, is what they established. Within its first 50 years, they had sent out 1,250 missionaries to 34 different fields. These are five guys who pray together, and this is what came out of it. And that's after 150 years. I'm not really sure how they are now. So there's another thing called the Moravian Community of Hunnut. I don't know. They had a hundred-year prayer meeting. They together with, like, I think it was 50 people, they picked an hour, and they continuously, over a hundred years, continuously prayed. That's just crazy. I mean, it was the 1700s, so maybe they didn't have other things to do. But, (laughs) I mean, a hundred years. After 65 years, they had sent out 300 missionaries from their small town into the world, into other countries. That is crazy. You know, we can't even get people to pray for an hour, and they prayed for a hundred years. Come on now. So the last thing I want to talk about, uh, prayer that changed the world, we see that in the New Testament, right? We see that following Jesus, uh, his ascension, the followers were left, and they weren't left alone, that they, they prayed together, and they were still within in his presence. When the disciples were selecting who was going to replace Judas, what they do? They prayed. Um, after Peter's sermon on Pentecost resulted in lots of new believers, and they were instructed on these tools of how to move forward, and one of the tools they were instructed with was prayer. Prayer was such a way of life that they took each day to do it. 
um, prayer was so important the apostles that they set aside servants to care for other things so that way they could be devoted to prayer. It was important to them. So hopefully, hopefully you see the picture of how important prayer is. Prayer is not some function that is tacked at the end of a service. Prayer is not an agenda item that if we get to it, then we will pray. Prayers would be prominent, primary, and a prestigious way of life for the church and its members. Our prayers should move beyond the walls of the church and embrace the concerns of our communities, the power of God. Amen? Amen. So how? I like to cast vision, but I also like to be very practical. So how do you have a one-hour weekly prayer meeting? We do this on our college campus. And I did this growing up in Chi Alpha at Wright State. And so at Wright State, we would have, it started out as a like Tuesday, Thursday, or a Wednesday, Friday, and then it became a five days a week, we would pray for an hour. At OU, we have a one day a week, we pray for an hour. So I have some practical tips on how to lead a one hour prayer meeting, a weekly prayer meeting. One, designate a point person. This is the, because it's so awkward when you show up and it's like, okay, who's, what are we praying for? Who's in charge? Like, this is awkward. So pick a person to be in charge. And this is the person that picks a topic, picks the place, picks the hour. It's the person who helps cast a vision for it. Like you have a designated person. It could be you or it could be someone else. Number two, you're gonna wanna create a mission statement. We haven't done this in our group yet, but I'm going to now, as I was researching and looking how other people do it, I was like, that is good. We need a mission statement. Because people can pray in the shower by themselves. So they need to know what is the mission that's gonna get them to leave their work early or to go to work late or to get up earlier. Like, what is the mission of your prayer time? Some examples. Your mission could be to seek God's help for people in desperate circumstances in our community. I'd get up early for that. It means that my presence there actually matters. Another suggestion could be um, your mission for your prayer time could be to confess sin, receive forgiveness, and pray for the needs of others. So it's about you and what you can receive, but it's also about what you can do for others. I might wake up for that. So designate a point person, create a mission statement. The other thing you can do and you should do is create a theme every time you come it's a theme people can pray longer if they actually know what they're praying for versus like it, it is i mean i'm pentecostal i totally understand the whole like sit and get a word from the lord and pray for that yes for those who are new it might be helpful for them to have themes so some theme ideas need specific so you can pray, hey, we're going to pray for missionaries today. So you're going to pray for all the missionaries that your church supports or all the missionaries you want your church to support in the different locations that they are. You can pray for missionaries. You can pray for ministries. So today we're going to pray for the women's ministry. Today we're going to pray for the kids' ministry. Today we're going to pray for the pastor of the kids' ministry um, or like outreaches that are happening in your church or in your community. So you come, or like political stuff, like, hey, the elections are coming up. Today we're going to pray for our leaders. We're going to pray for whatever. Need specific. Another idea for theme weeks is topical. So you could have a prayer meeting about forgiveness, about humility, about honesty, about sin, about integrity, about wisdom. So you can come in with topics. Another suggestion is scriptural. 
So you come in, in today's topic, we're going to talk about Luke 10.2. Luke it says, pray to the, the Lord of the harvest that the workers are, the harvest is plentiful and the workers are few. So today we're going to pray for harvesters. We're going, to, we're going to pray for people to come and be a part of the mission here in our church, but also join the mission of God. So today we're going to pray for that scripture. What's your favorite scripture? I know. What's your favorite scripture? Oh, I thought you were using that as a topic. No, I mean it. Like, what's your favorite scripture? Hebrews 10, 24. Which says? Um, Let us not stop meeting together in order to spur each other on to do great things. Mm-hmm. So let's pray for our church, who seems to be kind of divided right now, that they would they would not choose to watch football instead of coming to church. Let's let's pray together for that. What what else? Who else? Favorite verse? Romans five eight nine and ten. I'll paraphrase: While we were sinners, Christ died for us. So let's pray for the lost. Let's pray for those in our community who don't know Jesus. Let's write their names up on the board, and we'll pray for them one by one by one. And then let's hear a word from the Lord, and then we'll text them that word that we get. Hey, I was praying for you today, man. This is what I feel like the Lord spoke. It's fun. Okay, one more. What's another favorite verse? Isaiah 1.18. Yeah. So how would you do in one hour prayer on that? Um, I guess just sin in general, um, similar to you know what you just said. Maybe mm-hmm. some family members who are lost and struggling and mm-hmm. living in sin, clearly living in sin, and maybe they know it or maybe they don't know it. Just yeah, that their eyes would be open. And what's cool is that when you're praying that with other people, then they know that verse, and then like the rest of the week they're praying that verse. Isn't that cool? Especially when it's short. It's like yeah, I could do that. <laughs> So that's good. So some themes, need-specific, topical, scriptural. The other one that we like to do is ABC prayer. Because sometimes it's really hard to come up with themes. <laughs> and so we'll come in and we'll be like, okay, today, and we do a whole, whole semester on this. It's like, okay, today we're going to pray for A's. So on the board, we will write down board, piece of paper, however you want to do it with your people. Um, you, anything you can think of with the letter A. So for you, it could be like cities that are around you. It could be people in your congregation whose name starts with A. It could be certain ministries that are happening, whatever starts with an A. And we'll have a list of like 20 so, and then we'll just pray for A's. And then the next time, we'll pray for B's, and then we'll pray for C's. And like, you have to get pretty creative once you get some letters. But that is also, <laughs> it's also really helpful when you, you want to keep a theme, but you can't come up with something every time. Does that make sense? ABC prayer. It is our go-to. And then they really like it because they, they know what's coming. And then they're like, I got to be there next week because my name's coming up. <laughs> so you kind of look forward to it. <clears throat> the last thing I would suggest with creating the theme is um, Circle Maker. Have you guys ever heard of Circle Maker? Yes? Who writes it? Who wrote that? Yes. Amazing book. And so I have taken our people through that as well. And so um, have you read the Circle Maker? Okay, so um, each, each morning we would come, we would read that chapter, and it's, it's inspiring of prayer, of why your prayers work, and um, from that I learned, we often pray um, as su- ASAP prayers, as soon as possible, do this thing, God. And in that book, he talks about how it's um, as long as it takes, A-L-A-T? A-L-A-T? Yeah, there we go. As long as it takes, where we pray. So his idea is that you sit and you ask God, 
what is something that you want us to pray for? And it's, and it's kind of like you're, you're making a circle around that one thing. And then you pray for that every week until it actually comes to pass. Because we're not just praying for one thing and then we move on. But as you pray for that thing as long as it takes. So then you even have your themes based off of that thing. So you're praying for the lost and you're praying for... I don't know if this is making any sense. Get the book. It's amazing. I took, I took our group through the whole book. So instead of like the ABC prayer, every morning they would come and we'd read the next chapter and then we'd pray for that thing. So you can take people through that. Okay, any questions on the weekly? I talk fast. Am I talking too fast? Great. Okay. Weekly one hours. Okay, special two-hour events. The weekly one hour is like um, Wednesday morning or something like that. What I'm talking about with the, the two-hour special, it's like once a year you have something or once a semester you have something. And it's like in an evening with your people, kind of special thing, okay? So as an example, um, Astribula Gateway Church invited me to their special prayer thing this past year. Um, and so what they did is they had a theme and it was, this one happened to be Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And so they set up their room where one wall had their, just, just their county. And then they, like, <coughs> someone coming in? Somebody's trying. Is it locked? Oh, no, you're fine. Hello? Hello. Hi. You want to come in? Yeah, come on. Are you looking for prayer? We'll pray for you, fun. <laughs> okay. okay, so their theme, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. So one segment they had um, their county, and then they moved into um, uh, different ministries that they did. They also had like different countries cut out on the floor, and so they would be able to pray for the missionaries that they supported. Um, and they like they did it up really well. But what I loved and what I suggest to you guys, the theme, but then also they had like a, a printout that they gave everyone so they knew what was about to happen and then they moved them through it. And so because they were able to guide them, people stayed um, connected. It was really cool too. They also had their overseas missionaries take videos and then they play, played it for people and then we prayed for them as that happened. They invited the missionaries that they support. So I was like one of two of them that happened to be there. And they like actually like laid hands and prayed for us, which was really meaningful for me. So, um, yes, it was cool. Um, so on our campus, we had a two hour, it was even, it was like more like a six hour prayer meeting, I think. I would recommend for you guys that you pick somebody and ask them to plan it where it's not just you. Then you have more buy-in and you're not left at midnight by yourself. <laughs> so we had a student who decided that they wanted to have a prayer meeting and we were like, that's awesome. Plan it. And so she did. Um, and so what she did is she had a room and she, um, she kind of like spread out furniture and the Christmas lights and made it really cool and like the aesthetics were awesome. And again, she had a theme and we prayed for different things as the hours went by. Um, but she invited someone who didn't know Jesus. And uh, he was actually turned off to, 
to church in general. And so um, earlier that morning, I'm just telling you a story. Um, earlier that morning, I had felt, I was reading my Bible and I felt like the Lord had given me a passage to share with him. His name is Reuben. And I felt like the Lord said, keep this and give it to him later. And so he happened to come to the prayer meeting. Like, you should invite non-Christians to prayer meetings. And so he came, and he looked very awkward. And uh, you know, like when people just kind of like, they look like they're like about to like wiggle out of the room? That was Reuben. He was wiggling out of the room. And so I felt like the Lord spoke to me and said, go get him. And so I like run after him. Again, crazy lady running after this guy. <laughs> like, broke all the rules. So I ran after him, and um, I tucked him into another room that was in the building. And... Uh, I was like, hey, I feel like the Lord had given me this passage, and what do you think about that? And um, he had probably six things against the church and why he didn't want to accept Jesus. And four times I asked him, okay, now, do you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? No, I have this other thing. So we talked about it. And then again, do you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And four times it took. But then the fourth time, he was like, yeah, I have nothing left. And so this is such a cool thing. So... We prayed, and he accepted Jesus, and then we walked back into the prayer room, and they had literally just got done saying amen as they were praying for Reuben, and so we were able to share with them, like, hey, Reuben just accepted Jesus, and then um, another guy that was in that prayer circle said that earlier that day, he had also accepted Jesus, so now they're like, twin spiritual brothers, how cool is that? <laughs> so prayer meetings, it's not just so your people can pray but it's also so people can come to Jesus. Hopefully what you're, you're picking up is how important the theme is and then inviting others to get be involved. <clears throat> we were uh, at a yeah. prayer event, and uh, uh, they prayed through the tabernacle. Ah. And like, kind of like if we were to walk through the tabernacle and what each kind of, and we would take just a certain amount of time to just pray through that. That's cool. Areas of the tabernacle. Has anyone else done like something like that that you could also just give suggestions on topics? We used to host a community monthly prayer meeting where we had boards, I guess, cardboard mm -hmm. or whatever, um, where we listed our high school administrators, staff, faculty, all that, police officers, fire department, and each month one was the main one and the rest of them were spread up around the room. Mm -hmm. We actually held that at our YMCA. That's awesome. We have a school and daycare, so you know we'll mm -hmm. do that at least every quarter. Where you know we go classroom to classroom and, mm -hmm. and pray over you know just the ministry as a whole. But, and then lately too, ever since the Heart for Jesus kind of kicked off, we've got the, the banners. Mm -hmm. Right. So those are great. Like you know you might have some specifics, but then when all else fails, hey guys, let's let's just go station to station. Yeah. Let's hit these topics. You mm -hmm. know, hit them hard. Like mm -hmm. you know, specific. So yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so the last big thing we're going to talk about is all-night prayer. So I'm going to kind of run through how we do it, and then Dayton has actually... Um, is anyone in here from Dayton? Okay, so Dayton has actually... Um, combined several churches and they have an all-night prayer thing so it's not just college students can do this like churches can do it too so um so we do an all-night prayer we do it once a year and ours is coming up in two weeks we start at 10 p.m and we go until 6 a.m and then after we go out to breakfast 
And then we encourage people that you can either come for the beginning, you can come for the end and go out to breakfast with us. You can stay for an hour, you can stay for the whole thing. We also, so we are just on campus, so we have to reserve another room where people can actually sleep if they want to. Most people, once they get started, they kind of just stay awake. They think they'll go to sleep, but they don't. At least, at least our people don't. Um, so what we do is we set up the same way where I said themes. So every hour, we have someone who's in charge of that hour. So then it doesn't fall on us where we have to pray for three hours straight by ourselves. So we have... Um, we do it where our small groups pick an hour, and then we ask them to pick someone with them who they're trying to raise up, and then they plan it together. So for you guys, it could be like the small, the small groups that you guys have, or someone who's in your congregation you're trying to raise up as a leader. You ask them to pick an hour, and then have them pick someone to go with them. Because it is very boring to pray for your, like by yourself for an hour. So we do themes. Um, and then we also have like um, snacks available for people to help them get through the night. Um, and then we have found that around the like one to three o'clock hour is kind of rough. And so we do worship for an hour in the middle of the night to help get people their blood popping. Um, yeah, so those are like some tricks that we have come up with. Um, some themes that we have done, um, again, missionaries. Um, we always do countries, some sort of international theme. We actually have an international Bible study this year, and so they're going to be doing the nations, which is awesome. Um, there's a thing called Operation World. Do you guys know Operation World? Okay, operationworld.org is what is going to be your friend. Operationworld.org. So on that, they have up-to-date... Um, prayer needs for countries and it gives you like the population their world religion their um, different things that you can be praying for and so for us we would have like a station around the room and um, so it's like Africa and they would go and they would look up Operation World and they would look up certain countries and they'd be able to pray for everything from there so it's been helpful um, we do things like um, abuse, addiction, pornography drugs um, we do strongholds one year we did um, a prayer through scripture with the fruit of the spirit. And so we broke it down to all the fruits of the spirit and we prayed through that. Um, one year we started with putting on the armor of God. And so we went through every piece of what it was and what it's for. And we prayed through that to start the thing. Because, I mean, come on, you're going to pray all night. You need to be armed up for that. Ten years of harvest, hello. So those, that's how we kind of do it. Dayton has um, started a, an area prayer meeting. Um, and so I asked them, so this is their little advertisement for it. Um, they have tried different things. So this, this is a 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. That's amazing. Um, so Heather Erickson is the, like, one of the people that helped with it. And so I asked her for some help. Um, this is their advertisement. Yeah, please do. <coughs> And this is how they set up their schedule. So how they started it, if you're interested in trying to get your church along with other churches to do it in your area, what they did is they started the church that hosts it already has a heart for worship. I mean, sorry, for prayer. And so um, they went to that church and they said, will you host this thing? And then they go to the different churches and they ask for like leaders in their church or just people who are like passionate about prayer and then they chug them in they, they, they put them into the schedule and then they picked um, 
their topics as well. So this is kind of like what I've been talking about. So Heather had said some of the things that they have learned after doing this for, and this is, they've done it three times now. Um, she said it's, it's important for churches to have a clear vision for the event. Um, one hour chunks are good. She said that they have tried different times. Um, what times did they try? She says sometimes all night works for people and sometimes noon to midnight could work. I have never tried that, but that might be a, a good thing for a church. So either all night or noon to midnight. And then people could come when they get off work and that kind of stuff. Um, something she did mention, um, she said that like they would have a slide that would have the topic of that hour. So then when people did walk in, they would be able to see what people were praying for instead of having to stop. Um, that was something I was like, ooh, we should do that this year. That's a good idea. Um, the more people you can get in an hour, like um, the more buy-in you will have. And so if it's not you planning the whole thing, but you get different people to plan it, then there'll be more buy-in. And that person doesn't need to be praying for them, like by themselves for an hour. And so they might be able to reach people that you can't influence. Does that make sense? So, questions? Any questions? Yes, dear. Do you pick one particular topic, say like praying for loved ones? Yes. Um, for people who aren't used to praying for an hour, and it's tough to even get them to pray 10 minutes, Yes. it helps to have ways to pray, mm -hmm. how to pray for them, that God would break their will, send someone else their way, um, convict them, make them miserable, <laughs> you, know, I mean, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, have some kind of an agenda, mm -hmm. other, and even with that, a lot of times in 10 minutes, a lot of people, sometimes even us, we're mm -hmm. done. Mm -hmm. What do you do for the next 50 minutes? Mm -hmm. and how do you keep the focus for that whole 60-minute hour period? Which is why there should be a leader. So, you know, everyone kind of gets but tired. Have to still have yes. ideas or creative ideas or whatever. Yeah, because then, like, there, there are times when, like, you're praying and, like, everything just gets kind of quiet and you can tell that everyone's kind of empty. So then as a leader, it's like, okay, now we're going to pray for the men. You know, like, so you're kind of directing that. So even when they do run out of something, you're, like, you're helping to fuel it more, you know. But that is a good idea, like, to even have, like, a printout of, like, hey, for the person leading that hour, like, to have bullet points of how what the, how they could pray. Yep. Good idea. Yes. As Pentecostals, one thing that we did was when those dry spots come, we encouraged everyone to pray at their mm -hmm. prayer. Yeah. Pray yeah, that's good. And then we would invite people that wanted prayer to be prayed for. Uh, for instance, about 2 a.m. at one of our all-night prayer meetings, this lady asked for prayer for her um, her ankle. She had, um, oh, I can't think of what it's called, um, one of those diseases that cause problems in your feet. And she was instantly healed. That's awesome. And we had started about 8 p.m. probably mm -hmm. that night. And at 2 a.m. she was healed instantly. Mm -hmm. So it's also really good then to share like the next day or like with your congregation of like what yeah. what does happen. Yeah. So at our morning prayer this past week, um, we had a student like we're, we are Pentecostal, but we're like training up people. People, most of the people in our group are saved through Chi Alpha, and so like you get them saved, you can feel the Holy Spirit. It's not like you have to teach them what to do with it. So um, on Friday, 
the one guy felt like he had a word from the Lord, and so he was like searching scriptures to figure out what that meant. And then, um, so he, he he gave a message in tongues, and then um, he's like, I don't know what this means. And so then two other people were interpreted, and like together they figured out this this message from the Lord, which was awesome. And so the next time we had our service, we had the one person stand up and share, hey, we this is what happened, because we need that to be more familiar in our group. And so um, they shared that. And like right after that, one of our new people, she was like, I need to be at morning prayer. And I was like, yes, you do. Like, fun, crazy stuff happens. So to share will help build it. Gout. That's what it was. Gout. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And one of the things that helped you was the four, but a few four longer prayers that Paul prays for some of the different churches. Mm-hmm. That their minds, you know, that they would have the wisdom and they would understand the width, the depth, and the mm-hmm. height of God's love. You know, some of those prayers where it's maybe two or three or four verses of a prayer, but there's, I think there's one in Colossians, mm-hmm. one in Ephesians, um, I'm trying to think of, there's a couple of different ones, mm-hmm. to where the, that's good to just, um, you know, just go up to somebody, have it printed out, and just mm-hmm. go and exi- show them how to do it. Mm-hmm. Say, I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to pray for my brother, brother, that you, mm-hmm. God, I pray that he would have a deeper understanding mm-hmm. of how deep your love is for him, and then have him go around and just pray for each other, yeah. that prayer, but that, that's kind of like an agenda, mm-hmm. and you just go from person to person, and Mm-hmm. That's the we have a prayer ball. box where we uh, anybody can put a prayer request in there, and so that's an agenda. For mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't this just make you want to go and do one now? Yeah. How long do you advertise something like that? Do you do it a month ahead of time? The all-night prayer? Any, yeah, especially like a special, a special event prayer. So the the. Every week prayer thing, we have that scrolling on our announcements because we want that to be in front of them all the time. And so that's not a special thing. That's like a, you like should be there. Yeah. So I think this is kind of how churches run in general. But like um, once something, I, I try to advertise about a month beforehand. Um, and then I have it on the scrolling things. And then probably like a couple weeks beforehand, I'll actually like announce it from the front so that, to give them an idea of what it's like. At least for students, they need to know what it's like, what they're what they're going to experience. That way, they feel comfortable enough to come. So you would have your theme and everything. I wouldn't like announce like the theme. No? I mean, even now. So ours is in two weeks, and um, I'm still waiting for a couple core groups to tell me what their theme is. Yeah, I don't announce the theme. I say every hour there's going to be a theme. You can come when you want. You can leave when you have to. There's going to be a place to sleep. Like I try, I try to make them. As, I mean, this is as college students. I don't know how churches are. I try to make them feel as comfortable as possible to make them want to come, if that makes sense. So about a month out. Feeling and, kind of, and then kind of what to expect. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Now, that would work for college students if you're going to do senior citizens a nice lazy boy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also, I also clearly communicate there will be themes. We will help you know how to pray. Because a lot, like, so our students, they don't know how to pray. And so the idea of praying all night, it's like, I can't even pray at all. Like, what do you mean? And so we, we are a little more relaxed. Um, and so it's like, it's not a continuous 10 hours. There's no breaks. Like, no, no, no. Like, we stop, we have rests and stuff. So I try to communicate that about Another a month. thing, too, is like, you just pray for an hour in five-minute intervals, yeah. five-minute topical things, mm-hmm. five minutes of confession, five mm-hmm. minutes of praise, five minutes of praying for the lost, five minutes of, you know, mm-hmm. focusing on a particular scripture, pray, pray through Psalm 23, yeah. you know, every five minutes, and 
this, that, and that, because that goes by really quick. Mm -hmm. It's true. Even if you struggle with prayer, you can get by five minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, five minutes isn't all that tough, especially if you have a topic, you know. But then you're switching, and, you know, it's amazing yeah. how quick. So it's, people aren't used to it, start with 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. But then you have to go an hour or nothing, you know, start and build them up to that point. So, um, especially in the early morning hours, if you're thinking all night prayer, um, physical things are really important because that keeps people awake. And so, um, we do stations. One year we did a um, different postures of prayer, and we had like scriptures with that. Like, um, if they've never prayed on their face, to do it when, when everyone else is praying on their face, it's not as weird. And so, you know, or like to kneel, like everyone's butt is in the air, it doesn't matter. And so, we have done that, whereas different stations. Um, we have, oh, I had another thought, but I lost it while I was explaining that one. Oh, well. What did you want to say? Um, we have, like, quiet worship music going in the back. Mm -hmm. Instrumental. We try to keep it instrumental. Mm -hmm. And that way, when you come to periods when no one's praying or nobody can think of something to pray for, mm -hmm. there's still worship going mm -hmm. on. Yeah, that's good. Oh, one year, again, trying to get people moving. So we had a basket in the, we had two baskets in the middle, and um, we had people start on different sides of the room, and they would walk, they would pick up a piece of paper that has something already printed on it to pray for, and they would have to pray for that as they walked to the other side of the congregation, or what do you call the room? Sanctuary. Um, and then they, like, would hit the wall, and they would turn back around, and they would put it in the other basket, and they would pick up another one. And so it's just, like, just to give them moving. <laughs> So, and then it also gets them praying for other things that they're not used to. Yeah. We did something similar to that, where we would put a piece of paper on the end of every pew. Mm -hmm. And they could walk around the whole section. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and do it. Yep. Yeah, we did, with my students, I did a, a prayer, like a cork board, just a prayer wall, and then a praise wall. Mm -hmm. so, you know, somebody would say, yeah, two weeks ago I put up a prayer for this, and now, now I'm sticking on the praise wall, you know, Think I mean, I've got to answer this, whatever, so they get that tangible on, on both sides. Yeah, okay. yeah. You guys have so many ideas. Okay, any other questions or thoughts? One thing we, we hadn't come up to, we, we've really been like dialing in with prayer recently just in, in our entire congregation. And one thing that came up, you know, we were talking about healings and, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. And, and it really just was sort of an epiphany. Somebody was, you know what, we need to celebrate that more often. And, and we just, it, like, literally, like, it just came out and we we're running with that. Like, hey, you know, how's God answered your prayers? Yeah. And it's amazing, like, how quickly, like, simple blessings even, like, get overlooked. So mm -hmm. well, now people are sharing that left and right, man. I'm hearing all over the place. And it's it literally, it's, it's taking off. It's momentum. Yeah. It's tangible. It's real, right? So that, that's one thing that we've seen. Just kind yeah. Of, take off so that's cool yeah. so how did you do that sorry i messed up we were literally in, in a prayer meeting one night yeah and somebody started somebody says oh yeah remember the prayer where uh someone someone's leg had been healed or something you okay. know and like yeah yeah just testimony. testimony yeah and, and then it just the focus came around like celebrating the, those those victories mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um and then so that's kind of taken off so yes mary on wednesday nights we have an opening um for our children before we do the Royal Rangers and the Impact Girls. And so we've been doing a prayer time with the kids and we have a board, uh, a blackboard that the kids write their various requests on and each one has their name on there. We have about 12 kids. And so each one writes their name and then we write the requests they have. 
So then the next Wednesday we go through that and say, now what did God do? How did he answer this? And then they all clap and praise God. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool That's cute. to see the kids learn to pray. I love that. I have a, a fun random story. Um, so my kids, I have a six-year-old, a five-year-old, and a three-year-old. And um, the other day I was praying for the six-year-old and like she was crying about something and so I was praying for her. And then our three-year-old walks up and she's like, da 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 And I was like, are you praying in tongues? I mean, she wasn't really, but she was pretending to. <laughs> I didn't grow up in a Christian home, so I'm like, what? <laughs> that was fun. Cool. Well, is there, um, are there anything, are there any needs in here that you guys would like us to pray for? I think it'd be cool to end in prayer. Anything you guys like to pray for? Our church needs a new roof. A new roof. Ooh. And we need the funds for that. Yeah. Cool. Brian, Brian, Ohio, right? Yes. Okay. Lord Jesus, we are just humbled. Humbled by your presence humbled by your love. Jesus, you are so good to us and you are so faithful. And Jesus, we want to be able to share that good news with others that that fear would, would not keep us from doing that. Excuses would not keep us from doing that. God, I pray that you provide opportunities for us to, to share what you're doing in our lives, how you're providing for us, God, I pray that you would empower us with your Holy Spirit, that we would be Pentecostal, that we would see supernatural miracles come by your Spirit. Jesus, I pray for, for words of wisdom. I pray for words of knowledge. God, I pray that you would um, pour out your Spirit, that we would have messages in tongues and interpretation. God, that we would see people come to faith because of the Spirit. God, I pray for, for Brian A.G. I thank you for their new pastor, and I pray that, that you would grow that church, that people would come to faith because of him. And God, I pray that you would supernaturally provide for this roof. Yes. You provide for your children in such miraculous ways, and God, I pray that you would do that for them. God, that it would even be a fun story to share other people, that it would spur on their faith, that other families would believe for, for new vans and new roofs and, and, and new clothes for their kids for school because of what Brian A.G. is experiencing. God, I pray that you would, you would fan into flame their, their hearts and desires for prayer. God, that their churches would, would see radical things happen, just like the people we read about, the Haystack, the, the Moravian one. God, that, that these people came together and they prayed and they saw miracles happen and missionaries came out of it and salvations came out of it. God, would you do something amazing in these people and in their churches? We trust you, Jesus. You are the only way. You're the only way. We love you in your powerful name we pray. Amen.